Thank you for listening to this recent message from the Rescue Church. We pray that God will use this message to encourage, challenge, and inspire you in your faith journey. If you'd like to learn more about the Rescue Church, please visit us online at therescuechurch.com. Yeah, if you could pray with me, that'd be awesome. Let's pray. God, thanks for today. Thanks for this morning. Thank you for spring and the beautiful weather we're having. I uh, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for your word. I pray that you would help us now as we get into your word and see what you have for us and that our hearts would be changed by what your word says. And I pray that uh, as we leave today, we'll be changed and that we will worship you with our words, our thoughts, and our actions. In your name, Jesus. Amen. Cool. So like Sam said, uh, my name's Owen Parsley. I'm from Flandreau originally here. So I grew up on a farm southeast of town, about 13 miles. Uh, yeah, I teach at the high school, um, coaching track and field right now with Mr. Edland, another coach here. So uh, I'm the proud husband of Rachel Parsley and the proud father of Edith Parsley, who was doing some freeform singing, I think, during the worship music. Might have been some freeform screaming. But uh, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. And speaking of music, I love music. Uh, not only playing it, I also love listening to it, which I'll tell you more about that in a bit. But uh, like Sam said, we are finishing up a series, Rescue Ready. Um, and Pastor John talked to me a few weeks ago, and he was like, hey, you can do your own thing, or you can write your, you know, you can go off my message, and then we can finish up the series. And so I thought, well, we better finish up the series so we have some closure. Um, and so part of what I'm preaching today is... What's, what John already had, and then I put my own little spin on it, and so I hope I don't, I don't know if I'll get sued for like copyright infringement, but we'll, we'll find out. Uh, also, if anything, like Sam said, this Sunday will really make you appreciate uh, Keith when he is around, and Pastor John when he's around, so just hang on this Sunday, we'll make it. So yeah, but Rescue Ready, that's our message, um, and Rescue Ready is all about why do we exist, why are we here, what is our purpose? And this series has been all about how Jesus has invited us to be part of his mission, his rescue mission. So what we've been talking about the last few weeks, or what Pastor John's been talking about, is that we've been called to join Jesus Christ in his mission of rescue. And there's, there's a nice fancy acronym I think we have. Look at that. So here's our acronym um, of what rescue is, reaching lost people with the gospel equipping saved people, sending the church out, caring for one another, uniting in relationships. And the last one today is exalting Christ in all things. So exalting, just a fancy word meaning giving attention to, or you could say worship. So today, basically, we're going to be talking about worship. So that last E is what we'll be hitting. Um, And so like I said, you know, today's message, worship, uh, the main point is we exist to bring glory to God, to point people to God. That is why he created us, and that's why we are here today. So like I said, a uh, big fan of music. I talked to Travis this morning, and he, he doesn't want me to move around too much, but I'm going to. Uh, so uh, just keep those wrists moving, Trav. Um, I like music. Uh, one of my favorite bands 
of all time is Starflyer 59. And if you've ever hung out with me, you've probably heard me talk about them or listened to them. Uh, they're a band from Riverside, California. They're a Christian rock band that's been around for a long time. They're coming out with an album this April. You probably already knew that. Uh, but super excited about this band. Um, and you can tell by how I live. Um, I was counting the CDs in my car this morning, and out of like the 15 CDs I have crammed in the, like the console, I think like five of them are Starflyer 59 CDs. Um, so I really enjoy that. Uh, I have a Starflyer 59 shirt. That's pretty cool. Um, the first song that Edith, our daughter, listened to on our way back from the hospital was a Starflyer song called The Voyager as she started her voyage of life. That's weird. I like thought, I was like, what's her first song going to be? But that was it. Uh, mine and Rachel's last dance at our wedding dance, our last song was a, a Starflyer 59 song called Your Company. Um, whenever I talk with people, usually one of the first questions I have is, hey, what kind of music do you like? Because I'm always curious as to what people listen to. And then they walk right into it. They say, what kind of music do you like? And then I say, I'm glad you asked. And then I start talking about Starflyer 59, which you all need to go home, and that's your homework for the week is listen to Starflyer 59. Great rock and roll music. Um, how, I, how I play music, how I write music, you could say, I really enjoy that kind of style of music. Um, it's in my conversation. It's in my car. It's a big part of my life. And my wife would vouch for that. Is that I really enjoy this band. And I, I wouldn't say that I worship this band because I don't worship them, but they're a big part of my life. In the same way, that is how we should be in our worship towards God, that he should be in every aspect of our life, not just musically, because sometimes I think that we think that worship is just music, but worship isn't just music. It's part of every part of our life. It should be part of our conversation, giving glory to God. It should be part of our music. It should be part of our, uh, you know, maybe even our clothing or maybe part of our routine every day, giving glory to God. So that's what I want you to think about today, that worship is a lifestyle. So here's your, here's your textbook definition of worship. Uh, the word worship, it means it's an expression of love, adoration, and reverence to God. Like I said, giving attention to him, pointing to him, pointing others to him. That's what worship is. So here's some practical ways that we can give worship to God, that we can glorify him. So I got three different points, um, and here's the first one. So point number one, we worship God by loving, obeying, gratefully giving to, and singing praises to him. That's a lot packed into one point. Worship God by loving, obeying, gratefully giving to, and singing praises to him. But uh, as we explain that, let's look at some, some scripture that talks about it more. First off, Jesus says it in Matthew chapter 22. He says, this is what worship is. It's by loving God with all that you are. So Matthew 22 verses 37 and 38 says this. And if you don't mind, let's read it out loud together. That'd be awesome. So here we go. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. So there you have it. Jesus himself says, 
How are you to worship God? How are you to love him? Well, with everything you have, with your heart, with your soul, and with your mind. And this is the greatest commandment. First, we are to live for God and love him. And, not, and what does that look like? Love isn't just something you say, it's also something that you do. So when we worship God, it should also be in our actions. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus said this, If you love me, you will obey what I command. It's like in a marriage relationship, if a husband and wife love each other, they won't just say it, they'll live it out. It'll be part of their everyday life. Um, Right now I'm coaching track, and I think about how if an athlete listens to what I say, if they respect what I say, if they're giving attention to what I say, they'll do it. Uh, They won't just say, sure, coach, sounds good, but they'll actually do what I ask of them because they respect me as a coach. They're giving attention to me as a coach. So in the same way, our love isn't just something that we think. Our worship of God isn't just something that we think or even say. It's also in our actions. It's by doing, obeying what God commands. So think about that. Um, And another way, what we did this morning, what we did just right now, another way of bringing attention and glory to God that we're very used to, especially at church, is singing praises to him. In Psalm 100, verse 2, it says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. And those songs we sang this morning were all about who God is, what he's done for us, and bringing attention and glory to him. So you're, we're all pretty familiar with that. Singing, great way to worship God. Um, But what's also cool, I notice in that verse, is not only do we sing worship to God, by being glad and joyful, our attitudes can also bring glory to God. But more on that in a bit. Um, Another way, like I said, in Psalm 100, verse 4, in the next one, um, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. When we are grateful, when we live lives where we're thankful for what he's done, even that gives praise to God. When we thank him for his grace, his salvation that saved us, when we live like that, we bring worship and praise to God. So that ties back into the singing, the giving thanks. And we just took an offering, and in Proverbs, it also talks about that. Proverbs 3.9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. So another way of worshiping God, giving attention to him, giving glory to him, is through our wealth. Giving back to him a portion of what he's given to us. Because it's all his anyway. And a way to be thankful for that is giving back to him. So we have, you know, obeying Jesus, living by what he says, um, singing praises to him, giving offerings to him, living a life of gratitude. Those are all ways to give attention to God. And right now, we're at, we're at Sunday morning church. You know, it takes about an hour. It's kind of nice. We can sing, give offerings. We can talk about how great the Lord is. And then we can kind of go on our way, and, and that's the end of the day. But our worship doesn't just stop on Sunday. It continues throughout the week. And so the next point I want you to think about is uh, point number two, worship God by serving and working for him. 
So not only is it a verbal thing, it's also an action. Worship is also an action. Um, so in the book of Romans, Paul was writing, he's talking to these people, and he's saying to them, hey, I want you to worship God, but I'm going to take it one step further. In the Bible, they talk about sacrifice. In the Old Testament especially, there were sacrifices of animals, um, giving up something, and it was supposed to be the best animal you had that you were sacrificing to the Lord. Um, they talk about your first fruits, giving your best to God uh, in order to worship him. Um, and Paul takes it one step further. So he's talking to the people in, uh, in the book of Romans, and he says this in chapter 12, verse 1. He says, Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So he doesn't say that it's going to be a one-and-done type thing like a sacrifice. When you sacrifice a, a sheep or you sacrifice a cow, it's done. The sacrifice is over. When you give an offering to God, that offering is done. It's over. Um, but Paul says, I want you to give a sacrifice, but not just one, and it's over. I want you to live it constantly. So he says, I want you to give your bodies who you are every day, I want you to give that to God as a living sacrifice. Because this is pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. So like I say, not just something you speak. Worship is a lifestyle. So in those verses, point to that. In Romans 12, 1. Um, another few verses. Uh, Colossians 3, 23 to 24. It says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. So I like how it says, whatever you do, not some of the things you do, not only on Sunday or Wednesday night church. Both are great things, but it's whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. So when we think about everything we do in the week is worship to God, it's him that we're serving, that should kind of shift our perspective. It should make us think in a different way. I know that in my job as a teacher, especially this time of year, it can really be a grind. Like right now we're in April, and we have snow days to make up. So we're going to be going till the end of May. Uh, and it's going to be long. Right now we're getting into testing. We're busy with track. Um, prom was yesterday. So there's a lot of things going on in the school. And it's easy to kind of get negative and kind of get your attitude down. But what we need to remember, what I need to remember as a teacher is my attitude, how I live in the week should be worshiping God. Uh, my friend, Travis, on the camera in the back, he, he always has a great attitude, I notice, at school. When I see Travis, I always ask him, hey, how's your day going? And he always responds with, living the dream. So, and he could have every option to say, this stinks. I just had a class of freshmen. Uh, he could have said something like that. He could have said, I have lunch duty today. I got to watch students in the lunchroom. I don't want to do that. Um, 
or I have to substitute teach during my prep. I have to help someone out. But he always chooses to say, living the dream. And I remember one time I asked him that. I was like, so what do you mean by that? He's like, well, I'm not just saying it. I mean it. Like, I got a great job, a great life, a great family. I got a lot to be thankful to the Lord for. And that's kind of stuck with me is, man, when I live my life every day at school, when I'm coaching, can people see that I'm living for something more and that I'm bringing attention to God? And so I hope that, you know, in our jobs, we can do that. It's not just working with your coworkers. It's not just working for your boss. You are bringing glory to God. You're serving him. And so um, in your marriage, same thing. I've already mentioned that. With your husband and wife, when you care for them, when you love them, when you do acts of kindness for them, that brings glory to God. Parents, uh, I'm learning this eight months in. Um, when you raise your children, you bring glory to God. When you point them to who Jesus is and you teach them his word, that brings glory and worship to God. Um, students in school or, you know, whether you're homeschooled or public schooled, how you treat your teachers, how you treat your family, that brings glory to God. Siblings, how you talk to your brothers and sisters, that brings worship to God when you do so in a way that honors him. Um, when you talk with your neighbors, when you spend time with them, you bring worship to God in how you treat them. Um, I once heard a story of a guy who he would try any way possible to bring God into the conversation. Just like I try to slip Starflyer 59 into my conversation, he would try to slip God into his conversation. Even if it was the UPS man dropping off a package and he had to sign something, he would mention like, hey, thanks for bringing this package today. Thanks for bringing it. Uh, and also, what a beautiful day that God's given us. How's your route going? And he would just try to slip that into his conversation just to bring attention to God for the beautiful day he had given them. And so I think, how can we find ways in our everyday life, our job, our families, even the situations we don't want to be in, how can we bring worship to God? Because it should be in whatever we do. So keep that in mind. Um, in how we serve him, and how we work for him, we can bring glory to God. Uh, Sam mentioned that I help out with FCA. On Sunday nights, it's a fellowship of Christian athletes, and everybody's invited. It's not just athletes. Um, but our theme for the year has been all in for him. All in. Holding nothing back, but everything we do, everything we are, should be bringing glory to God. Um, whether it's our sports, whether it's our schoolwork, we're all in for him. And that just ties into our theme. Whatever you do, you know, be all in for him, bringing worship to him. So, um, and the last one I want you to think about is when we live like this, when we worship him in all we do, other people start to notice. And that's part of the mission of rescue. So our last point, point number three, is worship God by bearing fruit and sharing that with others. So worship God by bearing fruit and sharing that with others. And you might be wondering, like, how do we get into plants and fruit? What, what are we talking about? Um, well, the Bible, all over in the Bible, it talks about growth. Just like we grow as Christians, uh, just like a plant grows, 
That's how we should be when we follow the Lord. And right now you get a good picture of it because we're coming out of winter into spring and it's beautiful outside. You can see the grass is starting to green up. Um, you can hear the birds starting to sing. The birds are coming back from the south. Um, animals are coming out of hibernation. People are coming out of hibernation. Like you start to see, you start to see these people like peeking through the windows and like stepping outside. There's people going on walks, remembering how to ride bikes again. Like it's, it's kind of fun. Um, I know my wife and I, we're trying to get out and walk as much as we can because the weather's great. You can see that change happen. And one of the best things to see is trees start to blossom. You have these trees that were seemingly dead and hopeless, and their branches are you know, pretty naked and bare, but now they're starting to get leaves, they're starting to get life, and you can start to see that change happen. And that is awesome. In the same way, Jesus said, just like plants change and grow, I want you to change and bear fruit. Uh, it says here in John chapter 15, verse 8, Jesus said this, This is to my Father's glory, or worship, you could say. Same thing here. That you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So not just saying it, but showing it. Uh, showing that worship. Um, little quiz here. You can tell, how can you tell an apple tree is an apple tree? What do we got? Yeah, because of the apples on it. That is great. Uh, how can you tell an orange tree is an orange tree? Because of the oranges. You guys came prepared. Uh, yeah, apples I'm talking apples and oranges. Uh, and how can you tell an aspen tree? Is, just kidding. Uh, aspen, anyway, there's trees you can tell, you can tell what they are by looking at them. You can tell by what they have. Um, in the same way, people should tell that we follow and worship Jesus by the fruit that we show, by the lives that we live. Um, and so that's what Jesus is getting to. And what does that fruit look like? It's not necessarily apples and oranges. Galatians 5 says this is what the fruit should look like. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. So our lives of worship as we live for Jesus, we should start to see these things grow. And other people should start to see that fruit in us. And when people see that, when people start to see these actions, they start to see uh, that we are worshiping someone greater than us, that we are worshiping God. So those fruits should be evident in our lives. Um, but you might think now, as we're wrapping this up, you might think that's a pretty, that's a pretty big task, Owen. That's a pretty heavy command that I need to go and live my life like this. Because, Owen, I'm not always loving or joyful or peaceful. And to tell you the truth, my wife could also vouch for this. I'm not always either. I don't always have the best attitude. Um, because we all have this problem in our lives. We all have sin. We're all born sinners. All of us, uh, from the very get-go, uh, we're sinners. And that's something that we cannot change on our own. That's who we are. But that's where this rescue mission came in. That's where Jesus said, 
I don't want them to be living in sin. I want to change them. Um, because it's not natural for us to want to worship God. Because of our sin, it's not normal for us to want to bring attention and glory to God. Instead, we want to do what our sinful selves want to do. But Jesus said, I don't want to leave them like that. I don't want to, I don't want to leave them in their sin. And that's why Jesus came to rescue us. When he came, he took our sin and the punishment that we deserve, and he died on the cross for our sins, which is what we're talking about come Easter, how Jesus died for our sin, took our punishment, and rose again so that we could have new life. Just like these trees outside are having new life, that's what Jesus came to give to us. So you might think, I can't do this on my own, Owen. I can't be a worshipful, good person. And you're right, you can't, I can't, none of us can. And that's the good news, is knowing that it's not the fruit of Owen, it's not the fruit of Pastor John, it's not the fruit of Pastor Sam or any of us, it's the fruit of the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is God? It's God working that fruit in us. It's God working that change in us. And that's what Jesus is talking about in John 15, verse 5. Let's read this together. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. From apart from me, you can do nothing. So there's that reminder right there. You can't do it on your own. We need Jesus to be worshipful. We need Jesus to live these lives to bring glory to him. And it says it right there. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. So be encouraged by that, um, knowing that it's Jesus that's helping us live a life of worship for him. Um, at, at FCA, every Sunday when I share, I always try to leave the students and the leaders too with a challenge and a promise. So here is your challenge um, as you leave here today, as you, as you finish up your weekend and jump into your Monday, I challenge you to worship God with every aspect of your life. It's not just music. It's not just something we say. It's something that we live. Give God the attention and glory in every aspect of your life. That's the challenge for you. And you might think, that's a pretty heavy challenge. But here's the promise. The Bible is full of promises where God has promised to help us and be there for us. Here's the promise. The Lord changes us and helps us bear fruit. So, a great place to start. You know, today, you know, in your drive home, you know, even now while you're sitting in your chair, you know, maybe just give that prayer up to God and say, God, I need your help. I can't worship you on my own. You know, just a reminder that, hey, Lord, help me to worship you. Help me to do that. So, and hopefully, just like spring is coming in and the change is happening, that change will happen in our lives. So there's your challenge and there's the promise that God is there for you, changing you. Please join me in prayer and we'll finish up. God, thanks for today. Thank you for rescuing us. Thanks for giving us life in you. Um, thank you that we can be part of your rescue mission, that we can point 
other people to you so that when they look at us, just like when we look at an apple tree, they'll see the fruit, they'll see the change. So help us to live like that. Help us to bring glory to you in our work, in our homes, in our speech, in our actions, everything we do. So thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. And bless the rest of this day, Jesus. In your name, amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Rescue Church Past Messages. To hear our messages live, head to one of our physical campuses or check out our iCampus at therescuechurch.tv. 